Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Cult Following, Phoenix, Arizona's leading genre podcast brought to you by three of the fine folks who bring you cult classics AZ every month in Tempe, Arizona. Join us in February for love in all the unexpected ways with the Princess Bride on February 11th and Moulin Rouge on February 18th. Tickets at cultclassicsaz.com and at all Valley Zia Records locations. I am one of your three hosts, Victor Marino, along with Kirby Nelson and Adam Rakowski. Meow! We're explorers in the further reaches of cinema. Demons to some, angels to others. And this, our 51st episode, we're going to look at what movies are we looking forward to in the year of our Lord, 2017. These can be genre, these can be drama, these can be supernatural love stories. But we're going to talk about everything we're looking forward to seeing in theaters this year. But first, let's do a little catch-up. It's been a couple weeks since our last episode. Best of 2017. Again, you should check us out. We're always on iTunes and SoundCloud. And give us a little review write-up. Helps our numbers get up. But I've had a lot of conversations with people about uh, what our best of picks are. Mainly that I really hogged it up with all those three lists. Yes. Yes, you did. But I still stay. I, I'm actually going to uh, I'm going to do that next year. I'm just going to crib it. It just makes it easier. Yeah. I think it's easy because there's like, this is the format and here are the genres. Because we just love too many horror movies and like to have. True, true. That, that dichotomy dichotomy going have you seen anything else lately kirby um not a huge huge amount i mean i'm catching up on stuff i've um one actually i I will say since we're so close to the episode um you know there's more i'm catching up with some of the recommendations we made on the episode i'm trying to get to um one i forgot that i i only started watching the first half but people keep telling me about is the invitation Oh yeah, it's good. I so really I am. Um, I'm trying to finish that right now, and <coughs> um, I did finish Hush. I, I think some of the Netflix ones um, that have been popular, and then I did um, um, the one I didn't mention on my top ten. That if I could add it, uh, if I make my documentary category was the extremely excellent. Um, You're so cool, Brewster. Fright Night documentary, oh. which is. Um, uh, a company out in the UK, they also did the Hellraiser one, uh, Cult Screenings uh, UK. And uh, the the Fright Night one is excellent. Um, they're also putting out limited books. I'm extremely disappointed. I um, missed the boat on the uh, uh, American World from London one, which I guess they only print a thousand copies of. Um, oh, yeah, that one's out of print. Yeah, but they did. I did. I do have the Return of the Living Dead, the reprint they did of the Return of the Living Dead history, which is excellent. And they do have one up for the Fright Night uh, uh, history as well. So really enjoyed that. It's not as exhaustive as Never Sleep Again or Crystal Lake Memories, but it's it's pretty close. I mean, in terms of running time, it's about three and a half hours. It is, um, oh, trying to remember his name, Simon. One of the two Cenobites, he played the, uh, uh, the Butterball Cenobite. He mm. plays uh, uh, a version of uh, uh, Peter Vincent, the Ryan McDowell character, um, and he does a really good job of it as the uh, kind of the uh, segues in between the segments. Uh, it does cover both the films and the remake, um, but it's it's really well done. 
other than that, um, some stuff here and there. I do still check out the uh, Dollar Theater for a lot of shows, and I caught a double feature. I watched Allied, yeah, which is the uh, Brad Pitt kind of uh, World War Two espionage. Robert Zemeckis, yes, Robert Zemeckis, and um, you know, extremely obviously, the cinematography was great. Um, this story was okay. I mean, it's you know, you know a lot of what's going to happen or could happen and I don't know it was it didn't hit me too hard or anything like that it just kind of was there and then um I actually enjoyed the first movie so much I actually really wanted to see the second one was um Jack Reacher uh, oh. never go back but I actually do enjoy these films um and I actually don't like a lot of action films at all the first Jack Reacher movie is really good it was really good uh this one not as good because it's starting to hit that where they're, um, I don't even know, like merchandising kind of him. Like it yeah. almost feels like that. Like it's ready for the Jack Reacher action, action figure. And it just isn't as good as the first one. The first one felt really gritty. Uh, almost like uh, it could have been like a Tarantino or a Coen Brothers done Hollywood style. Maybe almost like the way a John Wick is. Yeah. I mean, it just felt real vicious in a lot of respects. And I, I just enjoyed it. I had fun. It was um, it was good. But um, this one, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. And then because um, it was date night, I watched uh, Why Him? Oh, which, wow. Which is, uh, yeah, that one was, you know, you get your laughs. They're all the ones that are in the trailer, of course, um, barring maybe one or two. But, um, yeah. Not not very good, but I only pay a couple bucks, so I don't really care. Um, and then I went and saw Split. I saw Split as well. Yeah. So did I did. You that. see Split, Adam? No, don't spoil it. Okay. Damn it. Yeah, uh, we'll we see spoil it this it, weekend. But um, <laughs> you know, I I I actually, like I said, I I know on the previous podcast stuff, I did defend it. I really enjoyed the visit. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm willing to give M. Night Shyamalan a chance at redemption again. Um, and I, I just, I'll leave it as that I'm split. There you go. I mean, there's nothing, that's nothing else to say. That would be my verdict on it is that it was good, not great. Um, he, he, the, the two leads give great performances. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what the one I would thing. say is that, uh, this movie wouldn't work without James McAvoy going full out crazy. Yeah. He, he really, pushes it to the limit on this one. I the, he, this was like I don't think he had this kind of a performance in him. True. Very true. But um you know, uh, just cuz I'll say Oh like, no, please go. I you know cuz I remember watching Suicide Squad earlier this year and thinking how woefully miscast Jared Leto was as the Joker and how I wish there would have been some other actor who could have actually done something with that part and there were parts watching this movie I'm like god you know i never would have thought about it but james mcavoy probably would have been a really good joker yeah well i think in the end you know that's the one you know there's many long standing um milestones but i will say there is no doubt that when i remember seeing the original dark knight poster and final heath ledger was the um was the joker i was like yeah, he fucking came in. Right. Like, no, no way. And not because I had seen Brokeback Mountain and really enjoyed it, but there was just no way. It was weird because I remember when that happened, I was like, 
I'd seen um, Do- Lords of Dogtown. Yeah. Which uh, Heath Ledger played uh, this real life guy named Skip. Uh, I don't remember his last name. We basically, it was basically him as the Joker, like a proto Joker, this like weird, like almost Bengali slacker guy. And you're thinking, you know, if it's like that, I could see it. And it ended up being like that, but a lot more, you know. Yeah. But I remember I took a ton of shit on the internet saying, no, I think he could do it. You know, but I, I, I wish the internet had been around in the 80s because I would have loved to have seen what people thought about Michael Keaton as Batman. I don't think that would have ever happened today. Oh, even though he's on such an upswing now. Oh, yeah. Again, but I just feel like with um, the Batman is, you know, it's funny, even with Ben Affleck, speaking of last year's Batman v Superman, it's like, you know, as much as riled up as the internet is, I didn't even hear half of it because I think people just accept that now we're on Batman number seven, six, seven, you know, it's like. I just don't think people care. I I actually think people care more about who's Bruce Wayne, yeah, than obviously who's Batman. Like, and you, I think that's part of the reason why Ben Affleck didn't take as much shit as far as casting goes, because we were all like, "No, I could see him as Bruce Wayne." Yeah, anyone can be Batman, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know what else did you see besides Split. Um, so I, yeah, I saw Split. And I was also at. I thought Anya Taylor Joy is great in this movie. Oh, she's amazing. I just I want to see her in everything because I feel every movie I've seen her in, even if the movie's terrible, she at least makes it like interesting. Even Morgan, you know. Yeah. Um. What else did I see? Oh, I saw Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage. Why? Thanks for taking one for the team. I, this was me taking a bullet for us. This is you – know, I'll just say it like um, – my noisy. Rev- my reviews on cult following and it, it just basically lines us all, all out where Vin Diesel clearly saw how much money the producers were making in the Fast and Furious movies and said, I can do the exact same thing. Just make a stupid team movie with a bunch of uh, international partners and just watch the money roll in. It's such a blatant – terrible fucking cash grab like i mean and though there's tons of people i talk to friends who went and was like oh it was awesome you just have to turn your brain off and i just i can't turn my brain off when Not characters are surfing on motorcycles in the ocean sweet how like how can you turn your brain off to something that stupid I don't know. I've never, you know, the whole thing with like Fast and the Furious is like, I mean, on, cause, you know, we're drawing, it's a parallel yeah. thing. It's just like, people are like, are you going to see? I'm like, fuck no. I don't, I don't even remember watching the first one. I can't, I could not get into any of those movies. But it is funny how they ended up, you know, they kind of stopped like the G.I. Joe franchise. Yeah. And I know they're going to keep going with Transformers, but it's kind of like, all the stuff that's being done Fast and Furious now has hit a point where it's literally a triple X that it's like, this is mask, GI Joe oh, yeah. it's, it's level exactly shit that. now. Like this, this is funny because um, Adam really got me into Rick and Morty. Yeah, he did too yeah. for me. It's and, great. Um, <laughs> as I'm watching Triple X, all I could think of were two different episodes um, where uh, Rick and Morty are watching television from an alternate reality, mm-hmm. 
One is where it's two brothers and they have a bond, but there's explosions <laughs> and cat armadas and Mexican spaceships. And then another one where uh, there's a fictional movie called Ball Fondlers. Well, all you see are guys blowing things up, a girl in a bikini. It, it's just like the most stupid, crass, commercial, basement dwelling garbage. This is that movie. This is Ball Fondlers, oh, the yeah. movie. It is. I, I can't put in. I hope you words. tweet there that. There is to a Vin part Diesel. in this movie where Vin Diesel goes to England to try to seduce a girl who's like 20 years old who happens to be the world's best hacker. She says she's been down that road, but instead you can try to get the info from her girlfriends. And he has an orgy with 10 different women. And it's treated as like completely like, oh, the things I do for my country. Like, this, these are like SNL skits turned into movies. And I'm just sitting there groaning over and over. And people are going, yeah, woo. You know, yeah, I can't have that's to the imagine. People who pay to see I have it. to imagine if you see this like at Chris Town, like there's probably people fucking in the theater, probably. somebody smoking dope. I don't know who would be into these movies, but I just wonder if it was it Monster or Rockstar who is the other investor here. I, I kept looking for Red Bull or something yeah. in this. It, it's it's got to be. I'll. Sp- th- this is the funniest thing about the whole. So you know how Suicide Squad is popularized. This we're going to give you everything about a character by showing you an infographic rather than have real development, right? So Samuel Jackson's character from these other Triple X movies is in here, the recruiter mentor guy. And he's recruiting a real Brazilian soccer star at the beginning because, you know, this is going to play in South America, right? So it's putting up all this info and it gives you the info on Samuel Jackson's character. He gives you this, and they said, so-and-so, famous ball player, bing, thought he was being recruited for the Avengers as he's talking to Samuel Jackson. It's like watching a scary movie where they have to give you the reference. It's yeah. not even a joke. It's like, reference, reference. So, yeah. Pop-up video. Yeah. And that that's kind of what I thought about it. Like, and I'm, as I, I've seen a lot of shitty movies, guys. I have. And one of the movies I've seen is Tomb Raider 2, The Cradle of Life, where they're trying to find a MacGuffin called Pandora's Box. What do you think this movie's about? They're trying to find a, ma- a MacGuffin called Pandora's Box. So it's like we're ripping off the second Tomb Raider movie. We're not even going for the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like scraping the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, no interest in seeing it. No. but I, I didn't see the first one. I remember either. I talked to Hal and D who happened to be there, and they were like, well, Tony John, Donnie Yen are in it. I'm like, Donnie Yen is way more awesome in Rogue One. Donnie Yen is in this and is totally forgettable. And it's just that kind of thing. We have all you have uh, Michael Bisping and a lot of people you recognize from things. They don't even bother to give those characters names because you're never going to go. Oh, yeah, that was talent. You go. No, Tony Yaw was awesome. Anyway, yeah. I don't even know if awesome would probably be I'd ever use anything. The only thing like I can think of is that eventually you're right, like not just the SNL sketch thing, but eventually this will be like the MST3K of the it future. It is because there's just a part in the movie where they run out of plot, and um, Tony Collette is his handler, Triple X's handler, and uh, she gets a mysterious phone call, and then everyone who is his ally suddenly becomes his enemy. 
You never find out who this was, and it's literally there to give the movie a third act. So it's totally characterization by plot. And I think at this point is when I just totally tuned out. I'm like, so you've been helping – these people have been helping him hunt down Donnie Yen and his gang for most of the movie. Suddenly a phone call. They're your enemy. Then Donnie Yen conveniently becomes a good guy. And at the end, they're all drinking uh, you know, margaritas on a beach like the end of Trading Places. So what's the point of this movie? To make Vin Diesel money. And that's kind yes. of – and that's that's what the so, first one was. So he can host more parties where he can sing karaoke at them? Yeah. Because that's all I can imagine that Vin Diesel does. Like, I really... I mean, it's that just and orgies little with things 10 about women. these movies that piss me off. Like, where at one point, he's clearly in Brazil. Everyone's speaking Brazilian. And then he's just speaking phonetic Spanish at them. I know what Portuguese sounds like. I know what Spanish sounds like. And they're just like, whatever. We don't care. No one's going to notice. Americans don't care. See, see, amigo. But anyway, like I said, I just went off on this because soy triple X. I just, I just don't like really stupid movies. There's so many good movies out in the world. Why would you waste anywhere from like what? If you go to the draft house, you know you're getting a ten dollar ticket, but you're going to buy dinners. You're throwing away thirty dollars, and you could be watching a much better movie. You know, this is at any theater. Yeah, you know, you're much better off like going to see. uh the Founder, which is awesome. Michael Keaton was really good in that. I actually really want to see that it's one. It's really good. That yeah. movie you should see. I think that's opening at the Draft House this weekend, right, Adam? Oh, it's already planned. Oh, okay. Well, it's really good. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Um, What else? Oh, I saw Gold, which I think opens this weekend, and that has a Matthew McConaughey in the real-life story of a guy who um finds a gold mine in... Indonesia. Oh yes, I saw the trailer for this one. It's act. It's really interesting. Um, McConaughey is good. Um, it's one of those movies where the end seems kind of weird. Like, oh, this isn't. It has a twist, and then the end's like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. But the actual movie, it's a lot like The Wolf of Wall Street with gems. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember the trailer playing it up, or even like the what was the one last year, War Dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot like it's that's yeah, it's a lot like War Dogs. So if you like that, you'll probably like this movie. Cool. Um, what else? Oh, oh, here's my last two. Um, I saw Justice League Dark, which continues this like terrible DC animation streak. I, I hate. Jason O'Mara as Batman. I think I've said this a number of times. <laughs> the writing in these is just worse and worse. And now that the New 52 is over, I hope they stop this animated New 52 universe because I'm just – I'm fucking done with it. There's a part where one of the characters asks, you know, it's just doing this telepathic read on Batman. It's like, you have so much pain. How do you deal with it? And then he goes, I have a butler. Oh. It's even in the trailer like it's some kind of a, you know, big joke. But the whole thing is basically randomly – it's basically another Constantine Swamp Thing Zatanna movie. But they put Batman in it because you can't have a DC animated movie without Batman. Um, The animation is good. I really don't like Batman in this. And I don't think you can – redeem that version of the character anymore 
Matt Ryan, who played Constantine on the TV show, plays Constantine in this. And I guess he's getting an animated series playing this version of Constantine Hmm. next fall. Hmm. I'm all right with that. He's good in it. I just don't want this version of Batman in it anymore. Um, And I saw HBO's Slenderman documentary. That I really have wanted to see. Um, it's, I didn't know anything about this case. It's based on this story of, uh, two little girls, uh, Morgan Geyser and Elise, Elise, Anissa Wire, who try who tried to murder one of their classmates to appease the Slender Man and get access to his mansion in, uh, Nicolette National Forest. I, I gotta admit, I didn't really know a lot about this whole creepy pasta yeah. subculture, it explains a lot of it, and it's just really bizarre. It's to me, this is like, you know, I'm clear. We're all getting older, but this seems to me like this huge break where um, kids who believe this stuff is real because they read it on the internet. It's not something that would even strike me as, but you know, kids today they grow up with the internet pre-existing as their folklore mythology. Yeah, that's, and it that's seems it, it seems super weird to me and I I'm like actually reading like you know watching something wow like that's just so strange to me but it's it's you see all the people it affects and uh mental illness is a big part of it with the people involved but it's it's compelling. I think it's a little long. It's 2 hours. It's an hour and 56 minutes long. It feels like could have been an hour and a half. Yeah. But it's still good, worth watching. Yeah, there could. Pro- I mean, you could probably do a fair amount of documentaries on that subject, not the Slenderman, but specifically the creepypasta, as well as just in general, um, internet mythology and how it shapes, especially like youth culture. Because yeah. there are a lot of people who, I mean, even like I, one thing I always see is being involved in. You know, I mean, I like playing video games as a pastime. It's fun. I don't consider myself a gamer necessarily. I mean, I do enjoy it. Um, I got into the retro thing, as I mentioned, years ago. But in terms of modern gaming, though, it is insane. And I don't just mean for, like, the massive multiplayer online kind of stuff or the MOBA or whatever. But, I mean, like, story-driven or mythology-based games, I mean, it's insane how much people will talk about them. Like, like it's real. Yeah. And and it's like, wow, this is almost like a satanic panic, uh, like – we call it like Christian or parent advisory group, like wet dream. Yeah. Like if this had actually, because I'm actually reading a book right now about the um, satanic panic era, which is one of my favorite um, kind of sociological subjects of the 80s. And it was weird and growing it's, up. Yeah. Like yeah. thinking, because, you know, I grew up really Christian then and I thought all that shit was like real. But it's just, you know? it, but I mean, it's like, it's just, you really read into it. I mean, it goes all, all over everything from obviously like Dungeons and Dragons to the uh, Judas Priest stained glass uh, lawsuit and all those kinds of things. I mean, it really covers the gamut. But I just think about that when I think of the Slenderman uh, story in the case, because I really enjoy true crime stuff, that I was like, wow, this is. Um, I even remember the horrible like Law and Order SVU episode oh that was God. about it. But. Yeah, this thing was completely outside my radar. Ripped from today's headlines. Yeah. No, and it really, that was one, is that in the, um, it's funny that the other one that's really great was the, um, that I saw a while back was the James Holmes, or not James Holmes, he was the Aurora guy, the, uh, oh shit, the dude who did the, uh, uh, Isla Vista shooting, 
Um, the guy who was like uh, the one who was the Hunger Games son director. I just can't remember his name. Oh, the one in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he he was like the other really uh, big uh, SVU episode where they were like, oh yeah, it's I mean it's not even a casual like passing reference, but my buddy and I, Dave, were going to once do a split seven inch. One was going to be the <laughs> the uh, that guy's story it was going to be the Day of Retribution. It was like a hardcore band, like super cheesy, and then the other one was going to be the Kill for Slender Man grindcore ambient project. Because we were just like, it's so ludicrous. I'm not saying that for the victims or for anything. Obviously, I currently sing in a band that is all about serial killers and true crime. So there's not much I can say. You know what I realize is really funny? I I, I guess it's not funny, but odd. If that Santa Barbara incident had only happened a few years later in a post-Gamergate world, I wonder what people because that was the whole deal right he felt he was rejected by women oh he, yeah well, i mean he yeah. was a uh, full-blown misogynist and yeah. i mean like there's no um you know he probably would have been a hero for those kind of you know people you know the men who go their own way or whatnot well no it's like i mean the whole like problem is elliot roger that was his name i just couldn't remember off the top of my head it's one of those things like i mean you can we could obviously go in and we won't on this podcast but i will say this is like you're probably right on that. I don't stand on either side. I mean, obviously, he's responsible for the killings yeah. and his, like, warped view, which he really did release this insane manifesto, which was going to be the lyrics of all our songs <laughs> for that project. We were just going to literally verbatim take it. But it was because my buddy and I were just – Dave, we were really obsessed with the case. Um, we also were with Jody Arias too. So, I mean, it's, it's all kinds of things of why people – do it and um you know or what what their motivations are and he clearly illustrated but you're i mean i think with him it's you know obviously he's very forgotten now i couldn't even i couldn't remember his name and i know oh, God. I, know. I i remember reading the manifesto even yeah. and thinking what it like he sounded like such an entitled douchebag. He is. He was a huge. I mean, just a you know your typical nerd virgin and stuff like toll. Just just not the typical neckbeard basement dweller. He was a guy who was like lamented that he couldn't find a date for the Hunger Games premiere. And I'm like, dude, if you couldn't find a gold digging, you know, in us uh, L.A. area to to just come with you to the event, then you know you really you know obviously were a huge. Um, you know, huge loser, and 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 that's all that really needs to be said. But um, I was I was thinking when you were, I was like, I can't even remember his name, and I have those triple X infographic cards in my head, like for, yeah. for almost all sorts of like subjects. So I don't know. Mm. How about you, Adam? Oh well, hi. What have you been watching? Stuff. Stuff. I did see the founder. I watched that today. Oh, it's good, right? It was good. I liked it. Uh, it's uh, some stuff I didn't know about McDonald's, mm-hmm. um, that I was enlightened to a lot of stuff I did. I knew that he screwed those guys, you know, that's just public knowledge. Yeah. The um, it, and when I looked it up on, on, on IMDB, it's getting like a solid seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at first I was a little bit surprised why it's not higher in, in, in a rating. Uh, but I understand it because you. Oh my gosh, my brain is so fried right now. What the? Uh, literally, Adam I'm talking works, about French Adam fries. Adam works very hard. Uh, uh, Michael Keaton is so uh, magnetic on the screen. 
Yeah. And, and you really enjoy what he's doing, but, and his character of Roy Kroc is great. Uh, but when he starts screwing him over, you're just like, Oh, I don't like him anymore. Now, see, I kind of went a different way on that. Um, because it, it, he, he comes across as this weird anti-hero because he's really making the McDonald's brothers a lot of money. Oh, for sure. And, he seems to ask for just reasonable things. Yes. And early on, you see in the movie that when he gets franchisees, at first he tries to go after people with money, and then they just don't follow the style guide. Like, they'll sell whatever. They'll let people lounge around. And he starts trying to find working class people because they're more invested in what they're doing. And that that that's that fire all, in their belly. Yeah, exactly. But then you realize that the McDonald brothers are very inflexible on even the, he. Oh yeah. He doesn't make any money at all, but everyone thinks he runs McDonald's because he's responsible for all the franchising. Right. So at that point, you're like, oh, I can kind of see how he would be frustrated, you know. So it's relatable on that level. But then they kind of have to throw in this subplot with him and his wife. Right. And um, how he's going after this franchisee's current wife to kind of make give, give him a shade of, well, now I see why he's kind of not so great. But it's weird because this is one of those movies that they had the participation of the Croc estate and McDonald's to a certain degree. Yeah. So they couldn't really demonize him too much. Right. So by the end, you're, you're left thinking, he, this was a shrewd guy. He did some bad things, but then they, you know, at the same time, the McDonald brothers did make some money. Well, no, and yeah, I mean, I get that. And it kind of but... underscores the, it undercuts the end. You know, it's like, it's not like the social network, or it is kind of like the social network, but with hamburgers instead of, right. you know, that's, Facebook. Yeah, that's yeah except for you always knew Mark Zuckerberg was a complete piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and still is. Probably one of the biggest pieces of shit that... I cannot believe people still support Facebook personally. I mean, for after all the shit he has done and and tries to call it socially responsible. Well, I mean, that, the thing is, all the people involved in making Facebook were terrible people. Oh, I know, I know. You know. I just, I mean, I just look at a guy like Mark Zuckerberg and I'm like, you're the biggest fraud that probably exists in, you know, yeah. current, like, uh, you know, it's like and people could literally shut you down without much of a problem and... I don't know why they don't, but people are idiots, so yeah. that's fine. I, Sorry, I don't mean no, to no, cakewalk no. on that, but I... Uh, yeah, I was talking more about Social Network, the movie. Versus, no, 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 yeah. I, I know that, but I meant that um, uh, uh, going off the point that you're... Uh, and this could be said for all biographical movies, is if you have an in-state involvement or you have maybe like a biographer's involvement yeah. or something... It can be difficult because I definitely have seen numerous movies. You can tell the fluff pieces obviously immediately, and then the some of the ones where they try to be more hard hitting, and you can tell like ah uh, that's the one subject that's off limits. Yeah, or you I gotta graze I, it. I mean, I kind of feel like this is trying to be middle of the road, but it doesn't shy away at all from the fact that Ray Kroc st- steals his wife from one of his best franchisees yep. and that he's terrible to his current wife. Yeah. And Patrick Wilson, like the, the, the Joan, basically the franchisee, mm-hmm. he's not presented as a bad person at all. It's Ray Crocs being kind of a douchebag right from the get go. And he ends up with the guy's wife. Yeah. And I will say, uh, 
Patrick Wilson has made quite the career now of playing characters who, with Minnesota accents between this and Fargo. I know. Yeah, there was the they they focused on Phoenix for just a, like a, a few minutes at the I beginning. I did see that in the trailer, and then uh, Minnesota later on because that's where that that yeah. franchise. I, I was telling Ruby that because he's like saying. Oh yeah, we got a great location over on Hennepin. Yeah, I kept saying Hennepin. I'm like Hennepin and what? Hennepin, the one on Hennepin and Lake? Because I know where that one is. Yeah. Well, apparently that the, the I was talking to Patrick Broger from Allied, and he said that location of McDonald's used to be on um, Indian School in Central, I guess, but they tore it down in the early '80s. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the one it was in Irvine. That's still the OG. In Southern California, I think it's in Irvine. One of them. That's the yeah. one of the only three remaining. It has a McDonald's Standing. museum yeah. and stuff, but it is the actual Golden Arches mm-hmm. building and all that. The classic drive-in style. Uh, yeah, which apparently I think you can have. There's one like that. Um, if you're driving on the ten. Like one that's made in that exact style. And there's one like that in Carson too. And yeah, they started doing that not too long ago. Yeah. Like maybe and if it, you're really interested, maybe Victor can come on and talk about his big boy collection <laughs> one day here. Big boy Since if we get into, uh, yeah, fast food uh, memorabilia. I also watched today Resident Evil, the final chapter in 3D. Oh, tell us about Resident Evil, the final chapter, a movie that's... In 3D. That in Sony 3D. is so confident about, it denied critics a screening to see it. So, uh, I like the Resident Evil series. I'll watch them. Uh-huh. And I, I'll, I'll start as it, it being one big group of, you know, these six movies now, that uh, there's there's been good concepts... There's been some good uh, set pieces, but for the most part, all of them have been pretty much forgettable. Yeah, I liked the one where they went, and I can I couldn't even tell you uh, the um, the names of which ones are which. Yeah, they don't have numbers. It's basically They're, after number three. Well, is I don't extinction. need to. No, yeah. no, no. But after number three is extinction, that's when it starts. Where you kind of talk about the the melding. Where it's very difficult to tell them apart yeah. after that. So I like the one that was in Vegas. That was Extinction. Is that Afterlife? No, that was Extinction. That, that was, was extinction. the third, third yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And I liked that one the most out of all of them. The other one I liked... Well, I, I, That's I, the one that introduced the clone army, right? Again, I don't know. It's yeah. one big whole mess of blue. I don't even remember. I, I'm yeah. a big resident. Because then they have those big remember. endings where it's like, oh, yeah, and then I walk in on all the I, yeah. Alice's or whatever. I remember the one that's like, the last one was like virtual reality. Now, and that's the other one I liked. Okay. Where they had all the different towns and Michelle Rodriguez came yes, back. that's yeah. the last one um, I ever seen. I, I really enjoyed that one. And I was, well, maybe because I was so surprised that I in, it was going to enjoy another Resident Evil movie. Yeah. So here uh, is birthed uh, the final chapter, which insinuates that this is the final Resident Evil. Because it definitely works for that for Friday, the 13th part four. So part of its problem uh, is uh, Paul W.S. Anderson doesn't know how to make a movie very well. Gee, you think? (laughs) Uh, His action scenes are shot way too close 
So you can you can barely there, focus on what's going on. There's usually a random slow mo moment in that. This one did not have any slow mo in it. Oh wow! Now okay. it's rated R, which really it should be PG thirteen. They didn't go hard R on this one. It's like a real soft R. I'm sh- now, I'm shocked it's even rated R. They usually have too. black blood to get around that. So much because when I was doing the the. The trailer packs, uh, our creative director put in the Red Band uh, Logan trailer. And if it's not a rated R movie, we can't put in. Yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't be putting a Red Band trailer. And uh, so I, I asked her, I said, well, should this go in here? And I said, oh, no, wait a second. This this is actually rated R. Resident Evil's rated R. So I said, okay, yeah, let's just put in whatever. There, The Red Band trailer for Logan has more uh, harsher swear words and more blood than Resident Evil did. Wow. <laughs> it was so weird when I was watching it. They didn't even swear one time mm. in Resident Evil. Anyways, uh, he was borrowing things from other movies and recycling them. Oh, yeah. That's been happening so, in all of them. But this one he took from uh, uh, Escape from New York. She wears a wristwatch that has a countdown on it oh, because God. she only has 48 hours to get to uh, the hive and get the air airborne cure uh, thingy and release it into the world because after 48 hours, all humanity is going to be wiped out. Didn't that already happen? I swear I thought that already happened. This, it's all just recycled. Okay. Shit. That's what I was just going to say. I mean, I'm pretty sure. The just Las like Vegas the one, was. I remember the trailer Las Vegas was like an apocalyptic anyway. It was, a, it was Well, a- no, there were only according to the movie cuz there there's there's about 10 minutes of of exposition at the very beginning. It tells you the whole backstory of how all this came about and then the whole backstory of Alice and and the Red Queen and and all that the crap. T-virus and, all and that. the T-virus. Oh, so the Red Queen is back again. Okay. Yes. So forget everything you've watched before because so now they're just... you can just ignore all the last five You don't movies. even have to see all the other ones because they, they stuff so much exposition in the beginning. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, they steal from Robocop. So there's a, there's a, there's a part in the film where the Red Queen cannot uh, hurt an employee of the Umbrella oh Corp. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. See where I'm going with yeah, this yeah. one? So there's a point that later in the film she where there's one guy somebody. that the, the main head person. Wesker? Is Wesker in this? I don't know who is that is. the blonde guy with slick back hair and shades. Yeah, the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not him. That's not what. It's a different thing. Mm-hmm. They, they introduce... I don't know what they thought was their big twist or whatever, but it's like, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But they fire this one dude who's, well, who who used to be played by the guy that's in elementary and hackers. He was the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now it's played by some other guy, but, you know, you can't tell because they were both wearing his glasses or whatever. Yeah, that's but Wesker. Anyway. They get, uh, oh, I thought you were talking about the doctor. Isaac or no, he died. Didn't he? No, he's died in one of the other movies. No, he's back. Okay, so you forget everything you've ever saw before because it's all bullshit. (laughs) I'm just phasing this one, you know. Even as a fan, just like no, because I got stuff to say about this. No, 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 no. Phasing like trying to get like the are there more telekinetic Alice clones like the last one? So 
what happens is this guy, yeah, you know, in order for him to get out of the equation, this this new person who's like introduced f- fires, you know, this guy, and then they're able to like drop something on oh, top okay. of him, and you know, so it's it's there's the RoboCop thing. Then, as I was talking to one of, one of my bartenders, I, I I also discovered that they did a complete total recall ripoff as well so they're going through the hallway she kind of meets up with like kind of this ragtag little group of people when they're back in in raccoon city uh-huh. that were holed up in the old capitol building um or not raccoon city that's when they were uh like in la before they went to raccoon city anyways okay. you're doing it, it like really a really good matter. pitch adam like it's ragtag no, no, group. No, I want to know if this is so, like the hologram. So thing. the ragtag group, you don't really. It's one of those things where you don't know their names. No one really cares. Yeah. Uh, but it does have a Negasonic uh, teenage warhead in it from Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. So she's one of the ragtag people. She's like the the mechanic person, and okay. so she's like, oh, I can build whatever you need. She's like the B. A. Baracus of this little ragtag group. But the rest of the people, you're just like, okay, well. They're going to get to some point where this person's going to get offed. Then, you know, they're just going to, you know, slowly everybody's just going to get killed in these really stupid ways. Yeah. And who's it just going to be next? And then who's going to be at the end? And of course, you know, there's one person that's in that group that's actually working both sides. And, oh, you know, like so the, like the, the Red Queen. I got six kids to feed. Yeah, kind of that. Well, yeah. that's one thing from Total Recall. Yeah. The, the the second thing was one guy falls down, because there's all these traps that when they're trying to go to the hive. And he goes down into uh, this hole, and then there's this grate. He falls down on the grate, and then uh-huh. below the grate is, um, is about 15 stories 20 stories uh fall onto like uh, jagged rocks and so you see like this little beeping and beep 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 and it's gonna like release he's like oh my gosh and and so then he grabs the end of it as it swings open and he's holding it and you go okay you know what's gonna happen next because he's not gonna climb back up and it's and then it starts going back up and so he's holding like with his fingers Uh and then you know it like cuts off his fingers then he falls oh See, so it, it was like um, uh, the part with the uh, with the elevator when he's holding on in uh, Total Recall. I don't remember that part. And then cuts off his fingers. Um, what's his name? Ironside? Michael Ironside? Oh, oh, right, right, right. Now I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a second as well, but... I'm not done yet. So, no, no, no. It uh, took me a second oh. as well to realize which part you were talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- the way they, that they could have made this more interesting or surprising is if it was just a complete gore fest yeah and they totally missed the mark on like I'm really having with the r rating having i said it was a soft r hmm. um that they should have gone like full on uh just practical and blood and just everything and guts when I knew that they were trying to shoot for a PG-13 was just that scene that I was talking about because they show the guy falling from really, really far away. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, here comes the money shot. They're going to do like a quick like close-up of, of like yeah. something like in Dread. Remember when they were like falling from the top oh, of the yeah, thing yeah, and they yeah, would just go, cool. and it was, oh, that was so great. No, you just watch it from a distance. And you just see him fall, 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 fall. And then right when he hits the bottom, I mean, it just cuts to whatever. It's like, uh, you know the guy's dead, but you didn't get any gore out of it. You got, like, no satisfaction. Jeez. 
You're just like, whatever. Uh, and then they left it open for another one. I they knew it. Totally Every did. fucking one of these, they say, oh, it's the last one. And there's always a scene where they can come back to it. Because these always make Sony a fuck ton of money, and they're, like, embarrassed yep. by it. You've done, like, seven of these now. You're going to keep doing them till Mila Jovovich is a CGI clone of herself. You know? I, I, it's like, oh, we're going to Grand Moff Tarkin her in this shit. You know? <laughs> well, no, and that's actually just... It all started with Hologram Tupac, and now they're just like, we can do it with everything. Yeah. I, you are right, though. I just, that, I think it's eventually. stupid to say, oh, this is the last one. People, it, to me, like Resident Evil is like triple, like, or Fast and the Furious. People will watch them as long as you make them because they like Mila Jovovich. She kills people indiscriminately, and they're, it's tangentially. Uh, related to a video game, so video game people go, well, maybe they'll include that one zombie I like for a second. Well, I do have to say that the 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 creature effects looked really good. This was the best out of out of all of them. Um, at times, it's hard to differentiate what was CGI and what was practical. Yeah, in some parts for some of the creatures. I mean, some other ones were pretty obvious, but um, yeah, definitely not the best of all of them that they've done it's just it it just was kind of a bummer i just can't i'm my main thing so far i mean you did a good rundown of that but honestly that's kind of where i ended up i was like i was really open when you said it was r i was like full gore this is gonna be yep me too this is gonna be awesome but that's i, I, I was expect honestly as soon as i heard this those are i was like Clearly, there's gonna be it's gonna be like one of the other ones where like you'll see her fighting it, and then like some zombie's gonna take a huge chunk out of her neck or something, and it'll turn out it was a convenient Alice clone, just like the beginning of the last one, but with gore. Yeah, pretty. That's much. totally what I thought it was gonna be. And like, there's no gore in this. Then why is it rated R? Not that I need gore for quality, but still, I don't know. I need gore when there is no quality. That's yeah. the whole point. Is, right. is that is there nudity? Some... Oh no. Then there's yeah, no swearing. There's, there's no swearing. No, there's no news. I don't there, understand. So there's red blood then. I'm not spewing all over the place. Like she'll have like a cut on her shoulder oh, and it'll be that's red. That's weird. I, I have to wonder why I got an R then. I don't know. Mm. Well, you know, whatever. They rated Wayne for Guffman R. So I mean, maybe they're that's trying always, to. That's always my default because I worked in a video store. In the I worked in several, but one of the ones I worked in the 90s had one of those Christian parents guides. Yeah. And it was like it, for the people come in and they'd be like, I want to know what's in this movie. For, you know, I, it, it's the classic fucking middle aged woman. Yeah. Like, it's the all I need to say is, can I speak with the manager? And everyone knows instantly who I'm talking about. It was those women. They come in, they start looking. And one of the ones I, I'll never forget, I read for Shits and Giggles because Menace to Society had like 283 fucks in it. And it actually, this is 283 F words. And um, the one I'll never forget was Wayne for Guffman was rated R, and it was because of profanity. And I'm like, this is that you rate this R makes no sense. I will say there's a part of me that instantly thinks, oh, it's rated R so that when it comes out on Blu-ray, they can put out an unrated version. Well, that too. That's, that's why. That's pretty commonplace now. They usually don't do with PG-13. No, maybe they they're just like oh, sometimes like but. retesting the waters because Deadpool did so well as a rated R. Yeah. Maybe people would be like, oh, you know, yeah, like January's I, a month yeah. to go see rated R movies. I kind of I think that's probably the case. I mean, that's why Logan's I mean, it rated could be. R. 
Well, and I think even yeah, like, but they say you know Fock and shit and Logan. Uh-huh. That last trailer. I mean, they're I just haven't like, watched the last trailer. Oh my god, it's so good. But yeah, to me, like uh, the first trailer for it was so good. But when I watched the the only tolerable part of X Men Apocalypse was seeing Wolverine use his claws and actually fuck people up. I'm thinking, I've been watching X-Men movies since 1999, and I have never seen Wolverine even draw black blood out of something. Right. So seeing him actually cut people's arms off and shit is, like, weirdly refreshing. <laughs> True. Well, it's, I mean, a couple of the people's powers, you always, the mutants' powers, you're like, God, this could be amazing. Like, I always wanted to see fucking Rogue turn someone into a husk. Like, yeah. a full-on. Like, you kind of get that in the first film, but I want to see it, like life force looking shit like right i want to see this look brutal because that's what i always expect i just i don't know resident evil i can say the only thing i've heard is that the uh resident evil 7 is like already gaining ground as like one of the top games of the year mm. and they obviously coincide you know they try to i'm yeah do they all this. try to make them both come out in the same week and which you do. to me seems like a weird choice since at this point you know video games kind of compete with movies they are movies yeah i mean i'm playing until dawn finally right now i mean it's a movie mm-hmm. you're basically playing a movie it's, and loves that game it's a great game it's a lot of fun i mean huge amount of replayability but uh, what it really is 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 that wow it, it is a movie uh just like a heavy rain was i love that on ps3 yep. that was just or, a complete... like even, even fighting games have better storylines than most movies like injustice like has such a good storyline you know, it yeah. like it'll make you think Superman's fucking scary. You know, I, I'm actually bummed out because a couple of my friends got codes to the uh, beta that started this week. I didn't get one. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, now you're moving into a new house. I know, yeah. but still, you're busy. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play anything. Yeah, I I didn't even buy Resident Evil Seven. I'm like, I have such a backlog to begin with. But um, but no, I think that uh, I don't have high hopes. Uh, for Resident Evil, but I'll still go see it. Just like I didn't have high hopes for Underworld, I'll still go see it eventually. Yeah, because I have an interest in uh, it's. I'm not quite. Victor hit the nail on the head with the. Uh, I want to see that one zombie that was in the game, but it's totally true that that is that contingent. Um, that it's the I I'm I'm in the know. Yeah, and then I'm the casual viewer, and then I like the other films person, and then you know you kind of you got all those groups and you get them in because. I saw one of them, I think, was the last one I saw at Studio Movie Grill. And I was shocked that the whole theater was, like, pretty much full on opening weekend, oh, the Resident last Resident Evil. Evil. I just thought these Who's movies su- were, like... subtitle I can't even remember. That's how... Retribution, I, was it? Afterlife, Retribution. Cause extinction. It goes, it goes apoc- original, apocalypse, lips, extinction. Extinction. Afterlife. Then it's afterlife. And then one of them's Retribution. I can't I, remember. I can't remember, but it's, it's, exa- it's another similar This is name. why I miss numbers. I go, you know, Resident Evil 5. I know what you're talking about. Or, you know, Friday 13th 4, the final chapter. Yeah, you can always put on the subtitle later. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But, but you know, this is probably a good segue into the main topic. Unless you our, got more. I'm Adam. not done yet. Oh, go for it. The go. Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yes. Did you see it? Did you like it? Yeah, I, did, I did like I it. I still haven't seen it, so please, let's keep this one to a minute. Right, because right. I really want to see this. The twist is good, though, right? <sighs> yeah, no. I uh, uh, well, Overall, it, but it's not something where you, 
I, I can't hinge the whole movie on a twist. No, I don't know. That's why Split isn't so great to us. But like, um, I, I, I think the whole movie of the autopsy is just a strong. Movie. I just, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it was captivating uh, from from beginning to end. You wanted to see how it was all going to play out. And mm-hmm. you didn't really want to believe some stuff at some point. And they, did, they didn't really try to. I appreciate that they didn't explain everything like to the last detail. Yeah. Which is what they're going to do in the autopsy of Jane Doe 2, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope they don't make a sequel I mean, to know, this. I, they, they probably will. I mean, it's getting a lot of, you know, buzz. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear about or see ads for it now and again, just in social media. Uh, I did finally watch uh, Hail Caesar. Right. What'd which I really enjoyed. Yeah, it's fun, right? Um, I mean, it's, it's very meta, but I loved seeing all the behind the scenes stuff. I wasn't too... I didn't fancy the end all that much or the, the events that kind of led up to the end, especially the with um, Tatum the Channing Tatum yeah. thing with the submarine. I didn't really, I didn't really understand what was happening mm-hmm. so much. Um, I love that musical number though, that they were doing in the bar. Yeah. That was really funny. Uh, but it reminds me of, you know, I, I guess I haven't been really excited about Coen brothers movies for, a, for a while. Yeah. So I didn't really, that's why I didn't jump out and see it. But this one was really had like their hallmark characters like everybody seemed to be fleshed out especially yeah. when they were with that society and it seemed like everybody had their own personalities and backstory to them and i think that's what made it really strong i still i think my favorite part of that whole movie is uh the cowboy guy who starts going out with yeah. the carmen miranda chick yeah and then like tilda swin and her twin sister yeah that I whole scene that. was like very yeah. coen brothers yeah yeah, what a great character to play because then they couldn't they couldn't figure like which sister it was by like instantly they would have to like talk to each one of them. Yeah, at, you know to see which uh, who worked for the Hollywood Reporter and then who worked for like I don't know what like OK or something yeah. like that. One of those slag rags. Uh, but no, I, yeah, it was it was good. I don't know if I'd buy it, but uh, I'd definitely watch it again. Uh, and then uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. So good, so good. That needs if that doesn't win Best Animated Picture, I'm I'm gonna be so mad. It's not my favorite Leica movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coraline is still my favorite. Oh yeah, it's still Um, really good though. I think it's the best animated movie this year. Oh, without doubt for me, and and in their catalog, I think they're all just perfect to me. I I really there's nothing I could say about any of them that I dislike. Um, a Paranorman or a Box Trolls. I just think they make um, beautiful films. I mean, I'd say that along with, um, you know, uh, along the same uh, spiritual uh, the kinship uh, with uh, Book of Life. And I just, I, I just, Life I just so really enjoy inventive films, especially for children. And like I said, I still maintain, I really love Zootopia, but I honestly, like a lot of films like, um, what was it, like Secret Life of Pets? I don't, I don't remember almost 99% of it. I just felt like it was a lifeless film. I wanted to enjoy it. I just didn't enjoy it It made all. a ton of money, I think, yeah. just because it was something different. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, obviously huge appeal, but in, and to this day, I don't care personally for any of the Pixar sequels. I still haven't seen Finding Dory because I just don't have a lot have of interest. I have no desire to see I just have no Dory. real interest in those. So it's kind of <laughs> hard. But. Uh, Lemony Snicket. Anyone? Oh, the TV show? On yeah, Netflix? you know, I don't really like it. It was okay. 
Uh, I, I, it got, I it got a little I, long-winded. The girl, uh, who the you know Emily Browning played her in the movie. Uh-huh. The t the the Netflix version of her. I hate her. Oh, I don't like her. Holy at Holy smokes! All. Is it because Emily Browning is not playing yeah. the girl? It's or just, is that kind did, of the, what you put me, in your like, head? She was so on. She was so good as the girl. Right. I like the brother. I even like how they're doing the baby sister or the yeah. But the girl looks like a Disney XD like Nickelodeon girl to me, and I just I can't get past. So there's like, nothing even like just quirky her about line her. delivery. Just she just seems wrong for that part. Like it's pasta puttanesca. Like ugh, just oh. I don't like her at all. Um, Jesus, unleash the yeah, fucking geez. fury, Victor. I <laughs> tried. Girl, I tried really hard to like. It, and she She's kept, like a thirteen year old girl, and he just. Like ripping I, it's her just apart. bad, bad casting. I don't know. Um, Let's go I over don't know. Donald Trump. Sound like now. you like want to crush her dreams and her skull. <laughs> like man, I just I uh, to me casting is important. Here, here's the thing about NPH in this. Um, I like NPH. I don't know that I love. The hell is NPH? Neil Matt, Patrick. Neil Harris. Patrick Harris. Oh my gosh. We're on an anagram basis. Well, with- I, I thought that was a given. But, um, I think since Harold and Kumar, the whole MPH thing has become. Sorry, guys, oh. I got allergies. And so. uh, what do you call it, uh, Doctor Horrible's? <coughs> yeah, since um, he really started cultivating a, a cult personality. Yeah, he's a character. He's like the modern, like what Crispin Glover, something along those lines. More mainstream <laughs> yeah. by far, but but, um, but yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I like him in things. I like his delivery. I don't know that I love that he has the exact same makeup as Jim Carrey did. I don't sure. know if that's just me or because a bunch of times I'm wa- I was watching it, it looked like he was wearing a Jim Carrey mask. Gotcha. That's just my two cents. Oh, yeah. But no, it, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Just overall, and it, it it got long in some parts. Yeah. I actually did fall asleep at one point. We we like power watched it uh, last weekend, Anne and I, and she's she was awake throughout the whole thing, and I know that she liked it. Um, but uh, yeah, n- maybe because I was expecting, I've only seen the movie. I never read the books, so there there are ask. those certain points like from the movie where you're expecting those things to happen or you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. And maybe that's why it felt long in some parts because I'm like waiting for those tentpole moments to play out. Yeah. Uh, that's usually what happens when I see like a remake or if they make like a movie and then put it into like a, you know, the TV version of it and you kind of already know what's going to happen and you're waiting for those moments. So, what did you think of Patrick Warburton as Lemony Snicket? Cuz to me he seemed super Rod Serlingy and he kind of kept taking oh, out I of guess. it. Oh, I guess. Uh I think he's I think Patrick Warburton in general is overused. Yeah. Because it's him. It's always it's always it's, yeah. him it's in that everything voice. that he's he in. Yeah, to me yeah, it's exactly like I could I I can, he can like say, him as the tick because yeah. he's it's well, a he larger built that than character. life character. He built that character. Yeah. But to anything else, he's Patrick Warburton. Yes. And you can't really like, hey, this is how I talk. You know who I am, you know, kind of yeah. thing. When he tells me he's Lemony Snicket, I'm like, I don't know you're not. You're yeah. Patrick Warburton. 
Yeah. He's not, he's not, a, a, what would you say, like a character actor? No, he's just, he's, 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 because a character actor is someone you recognize, but you can accept them in different parts. Right. You know, like Willem he's kind of like like Tim Allen. I mean, it's, me, he's the, the same person in like the, everything that he I does. I mean, there's a lot of guys um, you would call character actors. I mean, obviously like Vincent Scavelli. I mean, recently we lost uh, Miguel Ferrer. You know, yeah. But my the king of character actors for me is Dick Miller, who is yeah yeah, yeah. Dick. But you, you recognize it's that guy. his you, face. You see yeah. him instantly. You go, I know that guy. I mean, that's literally one of the people that star with but the whole point is being the character yeah that you can accept I'll, that I'll is the you, nail I'll on the head i'll give you a great example of a character actor is xander berkeley and you you'll be like who be like you know john connor's stepdad in terminator 2 oh that guy yeah he's also um famka jensen's husband in the taken movies you know and once you get one picture like oh yeah that guy he was in that because He's recognizable, but he looks different enough that you can accept him as anything. Right, but I don't see Patrick. But yeah, he's not like Patrick that. Warburton. Does not seem like somebody who sits in a room with a typewriter and writes stories. No. He was just—he's totally miscast in this thing. Yeah, obviously, you both have a serious fist fight here with the uh yeah the casting the in this movie yeah. is very strange in this project is very strange and then it was done by uh barry oh sonnenberg Sonnenfeld. he did so, the adams family, yeah, adams family and stuff and you can see that yeah, yeah man in black you can totally see that and that's why patrick warburton's in it because they're buddies yeah yeah guaranteed yeah and to me because I, I just like in the movie how jude law was unseen right and it, I, I hate to say it, but almost the British he lilt of his voice gave it more gravitas. Like that's, and I've seen Lemony Snicket in real life. He doesn't sound like Jude Law, and he doesn't look like Patrick Warburton, right? You know, but I can accept Jude Law could be a movie version that I don't see. But to me, he looks like Patrick Warburton's playing Rod Serling as Lemony Snicket. Yeah, down in the suit and weird fifties. You know, it's it's very strange. Yeah, but that's I mean that's what you kind of uh, I I I my whole thing with this one I always think like um, you know obviously as Netflix grows and stuff, but the the kind of way you've got it now is you know they really you know people go oh you took a real risk on doing you know Daredevil and Luke Cage and all these mm-hmm. you know that Marvel's doing both the. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that, and then you got Jessica Jones. You got all these different series. But I think that where a lot of it is what I was actually going to ask him, and you hit the nail on the head, though, is is that, you know, there's still a big fan base for these books and for these series and stuff. I mean, but the whole post-Harry Potter, Twilight, wake of young adults and teen fiction and stuff, I mean, I would not be surprised. I mean, a lot of people have always said that this, even though it was well cast with like Jim Carrey and all that, it just didn't do well. But I mean, I think of all the ones like older books, like uh, was Dark is Rising. You know, they tried to do that as a movie. Did one done? Spiderwick Chronicles one and done. It's all going Ender's to TV game, now. The gift, yeah, yeah. the gift because uh, like the Giver. divergent movies are going to TV now. That's because the last one, was yeah, so fucking but awful. also like the the Mortal Instruments. Those were movies, and now yeah. they're a TV show called Shadow Hunters. Yeah, exactly. But that's where I mean, I see that going stuff not only because of the serial nature of the product, mm-hmm. but because. I mean, that's this is also where the movies start running. I mean, 
not like a Peter Jackson where you take The Hobbit, which is a fucking couple hundred page book, and throw it into three movies. But I mean, like, um, you know, where they started doing, I mean, there's the cash grab of we're going to do Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one and two. You just accept that with the final film, they're going to milk it. But now it's like with these series, it's like, oh, wow, we could really... I wouldn't be surprised if Narnia is one of the next ones because I know after the Voyage of the Dawn uh, trailer, they tried to do another one of those. Um, you know, They were like, oh, well, we'll bankroll another movie, but they couldn't get enough. They put so much foreign money into that because they put the damn Prince Caspian against Dark Knight, Hellboy. Oh, yeah, it was that's when that, right. It I was forgot when, about that. Uh, wanted when that all fell apart. You know, Mummy. All those movies were released that one week in July 2000. Um, eight. <laughs> eight. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting, uh, getting old. Yeah. Um, 2008, yeah. And it just literally, um, you know, now they're like, well, we could do that again. Because we got so many audiences this could appeal to. Mm-hmm. Go on, Adam. If you Go on. We what? want more Adam. Oh. More Adam. More Adam all the time. Uh, I think that's all I've watched. Speaking We're of trying Adam, to get caught up over the weekends because now, now I've kind of got my schedule to where I have my weekends off, which is that's nice. Good. Unless I have an event that I need to help out at. But speaking of Adam, I was thinking when I saw the first time this weekend the Chips trailer, I was like, "Oh, why don't oh, we make Jesus. Adam twelve next? Why don't we just go fuck ourselves?" Oh, God. Too? The Chips trailer. I could go on and on about how terrible. I'm trying terrible, to not watch trailers terrible. now to come in. Well, no, it's just, it's just no. This is not even a. It's not even. You don't want to be surprised yeah. in the theater. And then I didn't even know the Baywatch one would played. So I, Chips was on one trailer and Baywatch was on the other film. And I'm sitting here going. You gotta be kidding me! Like no way, yeah, no way would they do that. Yep, they do it. They're well, going they, to do it. It's done. It it took them a while to get away from the Dukes of Hazard. True, film version. You know, I think I think there's like a whole different generation that that what was missed the, oh, that. Oh, Starsky and Hutch and Starsky and Hutch. Oh, that was the other one. Right. I was like, there was two of them at one oh, time. Yep, that reminds yeah. me. I find I saw Zoolander number two a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I saw it. And I yeah. hadn't seen it before. <sighs> so unnecessary. It's like the Matrix sequels. Like, they kill the original. Oh, sure. This I killed don't, Zoolander. I don't remember it. I would love to have talked about it. I just saw it like a year ago. It's and awful. I, and I it's don't just, remember it's it. It's so bad. Yeah. No, it's just it's just garbage. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Because well. I was just thinking Starsky and Hutch has the great... Ben Stiller, Stiller. <laughs> and Owen, uh, Owen Wilson, Wilson team up. Because I was trying to think, Duke Sazer was what, Johnny Knoxville and... Uh, Broken Lizard. And Jessica... Simpson, Simpson. was in it as the yeah. Daisy Dukes. But it's it's halfway decent because the Broken Lizard people wrote, wrote directed it. it. I don't even give it that pass. I don't. I never even watched. I have it. my whole diatribe about the broken lizard people. Don't even get me on them. <laughs> right, we'll do that in another episode. I think, I think they're total shit. Super Troopers is good. Super Troopers. Look, uh, dude. Straight edge kids love Super Troopers. We love every stoner film ever made. But man, I mean, you cannot. I mean, I don't even know how you can argue with. Okay. That's one of the few times we'll have to do that in another episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, I I don't even think of that connection. Was always going to say. I just literally think, number one, you could never make that movie now because we couldn't put the General Lee in anything. 
They make Unless a joke have... about that in that movie, though. He's driving yeah. down the freeway and everyone's calling him an asshole for driving it. Yeah. yeah. Unless we had Dylan Roof driving it or something now. Um, but they literally, like, um, they, uh, you know, that, when I saw the Chips trail, all I wanted to quit, go, obviously, oh, yeah, it was, uh, sorry, Adam, I'm, I'm making Adam having some serious, uh, what do you call it, post-traumatic stress. Yep. But it's, um, now There's I'm no spirit of the original show. I love Chips. I love the original series. I worship it up and down and all this around. This is true. We've been over here while Chips was on. That is true. This bastard of a film that they're putting together has absolutely zero spirit of the TV show. It's all in name only. And the story is is the stupidest way to approach it uh, that I've ever seen. Well, you'd think they would learn from stuff like uh, Dragnet. You no, know. I would think 21 Jump Street. 21, modern, it is, it's, it's like 21, 21 Jump, Jump Street. Street. No, great. Well, I mean, if you're trying to do like a jokey riff on something, and it does, I, I would use Dragnet <sighs> as a cautionary example. But, but yeah, it's, it's not even a jokey riff. They completely change the characters. Like John is now like this adventure seeker, uh, like uh, like like Point Breakish that type dude. Because it's supposed to be John is the more conservative. That's guy, right. They completely and Ponch is it. like kind of fun loving. He's yeah. not even a daredevil. Ponch is not even a cop now. How he's a CIA agent. Oh God, I don't who's even. teamed up no, with John? No, 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 no. In order to find out who the corrupt police people are within the. California Highway Patrol. Uh oh. Do they have a Pandora's box? No, but they have. And <laughs> uh, I can. That's actually the Cradle of Life, Victor, but thank it's you. It's also in Triple X Return <laughs> of Xander King. Vincent D'Onofrio is one of the like sergeants. Oh, God. And so you already know. Gee, who's the corrupt cop? Gee, I wonder. Did Barry Somfeld direct this one too? I think this is uh, what's his face, Zach Shepard's Dax Shepard. What's who's his oh, name? Oh, Dax from Jackass. Yeah, this is like his big um, uh, debut of like directing and writing and all that stuff. Ugh. Yeah, I think I watched The Cell last night. Just on a related note, I, watching it this far removed, I don't even know how that movie didn't get an NC seventeen. Oh yeah, it's really fucked. It's a really fucked ass movie. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful though. Oh it's yeah, but movie. I'm just like there's stuff in like how did I not remember any of this shit that he's like I might have to watch that again now thinking about Oh I yeah, don't no, because we were watching we were watching it and I was totally like, "Okay, so you just killed this girl and jerked off as she died drowning. Then he bleaches her corpse and Hooks himself up to this like uh, suspension rig so he can get enough pain so he can jerk off over her corpse while his dog watches. It's super weird. Super weird. Yeah, it wouldn't be mainstream today. No, 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 no. But at the same time, I was thinking like, did this come out before? Like, this came out like not that far after Silence of the Lambs. Because it's true. He's, yeah. He's such a bad like ripoff yeah. of like the Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. Yeah, moving on well, to twenty seventeen. We chips. Yeah, so clearly chips is not one of the films we're looking forward. Maybe to. Maybe we should just or go with the ones we're we're not looking forward to. That's, <laughs> there's too many bad ones. Actually, like I said, I, I think mean, there's a lot of real promising. Well, ones. I, I, I have a, some promising ones. 
I mean, I made a list just of whatever. I looked at like four or five lists of the most anticipated films. I can't keep up anymore. There's too many. There's just too many. So I just look at like, okay, obviously there's a lot of tent poles, and then you look at what is uh, maybe a hidden gem or uh, one where you think the studio may have taken a bit of a risk. I mean, because we can talk about. I mean, number one. I mean, obviously for me, I know it is for Adam, but I mean. I'm extremely excited about Guardians of the Galaxy 2, oh, no yeah. matter what. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, I was forgetting that was coming Kurt out. Kurt fucking even. Russell. Yeah. How could you make Guardians of the Galaxy any better? Put in Kurt Russell. I mean, holy crap. Yes. But I mean, like, exciting. even ones I didn't even know, like the Kingsman sequel. Like, I totally went under my radar. Now, see, whether or not see, it's going to be good, yeah. I'm just saying I didn't even know about it because... I, I literally can't keep up with internet chatter and, um, you know, marketing campaigns. It's really hard. Like, there was a couple films on here. I was like, I know I'd heard about The God Particle, um, uh, some of the other ones. I mean, we've talked about some of the big ones, Ghosts in the Shell. Uh, I think we talked, I know we talked about Blade Runner, Kong, um, John Wick. Just to throw a few of these out here, War for the Planet of the Apes, I'm excited for, obviously. Alien Covenant. We talked about Logan, Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm just going to throw a bunch of them out there. Yeah. We just saw the ti- We just got the title for the new Star Wars. Obviously, Wonder Woman, Justice League, all that stuff. It's I mean, crazy that, year. That's, it's, it's packed. I mean, we're only, you know, I mean, it is packed. So, I mean, there's jumping off point is wherever you want to go. Now, I'm really excited about the next installment of Thor. Oh, and that was Thor. another big temple. Mostly because, um, what's his name? Ta- Taki. Taika Waititi. Taika, yeah, Waititi. Uh, is pretty much, they're pretty much letting him do his own thing with this. It's more of a, uh, like a like the Guardians um, uh, mixture as opposed to the like rigid Aven- Avengers sort of debacle and whatever's whatever's yeah uh they've already put out uh what was it a, a promo that i found that was more of a like a little featurette kind of a fake um uh, viral video that had uh thor and his uh normal person roommate and then their Kind of oh yeah I saw that. odd couple sort of thing mm-hmm. oh my gosh I was laughing so hard and I said yeah this is like totally the influence of you know what we do in the shadows type thing so because I love that type of humor I'm I'm just I'm and he's so good with characters and he and I think he he puts them in the right situations that it's it's going to be a lot of fun I actually like Dark World I mean I'm much more than the the first film yeah personally yeah. so yeah. I was like this franchise may actually go up. Right. Yeah, Alan Taylor did a good job on that, but like the movie did after that was not so good. Genesis. Oh yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But um, uh, I don't know. Some big, obviously, like Blade Runner. We talked about. I mean, that it sounds like a double dose. Um, both the Dark Tower and it are going to come out this year. Yes. Um, so there's there's a lot of big stuff. Well, I was some trying of that to stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cautious about the, uh, well, the Dark Tower one. Well, yeah, I think most of... Have you seen the trailers for, well, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets or whatever it is? Yeah. Uh, the kind of the spiritual, seek, or the spiritual cousin to uh, the Fifth Element? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can watch that trailer over and 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 over. It just looks gorgeous. Yes. Uh, and hopefully it's as it, it lives up to, I mean, even if it's, I suppose I could, that's one of those things like Resident Evil, it wasn't even pretty to look at, mm-hmm. you know, but if it was, if they had something that, you know, you could just it, have your escapism with, you know, uh, a cure for wellness. Have you seen? Yeah. I'm seeing for that? that on Tuesday. Uh, that looks really interesting too. It looked very much. I mean, there's part of me that goes, "Oh, this could be very interesting." And then I like look at and I was like, "It looks a lot like um, a more uh, um, cerebral Shutter Island." Sure. Yeah. So I don't know, but it looks really pretty. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I will say both with advances and, um, you know, uh, technology, and obviously, I mean, there's some beautiful cinematography in so many films, but um, yeah, I mean. There was and a lot so of, much terrible cinematography that's in a true lot too. of other films. That, hey, that's oh. what you get. I will say, uh, I mean, I'm really interested to see A Road to Wellness. It has a really weird cast, so I don't really know what I'm getting. Cure. Cure oh, for Wellness. Cure. I'm the sorry, road I was for thinking of Road to Wellville. Yeah. yeah. It's not the Kellogg one. Yeah, or the, yeah, yeah. Like, it's the same I kind like of that thing. Movie. Yeah. It's, just, it's basically the same kind of thing. But yeah, The Cure for Wellness. It, yeah, it's an interesting uh, cast. Uh, Gore Verbinski is the guy who did like all the pirates movies. Which there's another which is pirates another movie. movie. God, why? I why? will say it's so telling to me that like the the trailer for it does not have Johnny Depp in it. People, they Disney knows people are sick of him right now. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. And I think that weird, but it, it has a. Javier Bardem is like that weird CGI zombie. Yeah. He looks cool. He looks cool. So it's just going to be the same old crap again. Yeah, probably. I don't even know. I think I saw the second one. The Davy Jones one, I remember. The Jeffrey Rush. That is the best one. But I don't remember the one with, was it Chow Yun-Fat? Uh, that's the third, third one, one. Yeah. I can only vaguely remember and There's then the fourth like one four. I don't, the fourth one I never even that's saw that's like the British one uh, I don't remember I honestly don't remember I can't I, again, believe there's four if, of them if I saw yeah. it I don't remember it at all I barely I'm the Davy Jones one is the only one I can actually remember at least bits and pieces and obviously the original but it was just I was like and that's credit to Bill Nye in that in that second one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. playing Davy Jones I mean that one did well because they integrated him into the ride. The ride, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, the Davy oh, Jones. the ride itself. Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess yeah. yeah. I but I, I mean, he, yeah, he then. did a great job in it. But it's he's you know it's it was a a you know whatever. But I mean, the Pirates of the Caribbean. I remember when the first one came out, people were just like losing their fucking minds, and I'm like, they didn't I, expect it. it. Yeah, and I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it or anything. Like it's not one of those films where I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to watch this again and again and again. Even back then, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just people. I don't know. That was like the pirates versus ninjas versus zombies, goonie warship fetish, weird early aughts period. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, I just so much of that. I'm so glad it's dead. Is like the worst part of early meme, like overkill. I wish they would do a remake of the Haunted Mansion and have like somebody with <laughs> I that. Guillermo del Toro was supposed to do it at one point. I know. No, maybe I, I hope he does because yeah, like I I, wa- I rewatched it not that long ago and I was just like ah, so much missed potential. Oh, Why yeah. is this a fucking Eddie Murphy movie about real estate? 
Why? I'd, I'd rather watch, uh, what was that one, Dave? Yeah. Oh, where he's a rocket ship that looks like a person. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Was Christ. that what the fuck that was about? Yeah, that's yeah. what Dave's about. I never even saw. I never saw that. I never saw the Norbit or any of his other failures of films. Yeah, it's weird. I totally Nash. forgotten it until I saw an episode of Doctor Who not like a, a few years ago where it was like a, this basically it traveled through time and they were about to kill Hitler and then it turned into like <laughs> Amy Pond because the ship of the people who piloted it were super tiny mm-hmm. and they could just make the ship look like people. I was like, this reminds me of an Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> and it was written by one of the guys uh, from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, weird. I actually That's yeah. the only reason why I watched it, because I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I want to see how they do as like a screenwriter. And obviously for his first venture as a screenwriter, it didn't really pay off. And Yeah. You know. Yeah. I actually brought in the new uh, issue of Horror Hound because it had a 2017 preview to help guide me through this. And that's actually where I read it. Yeah. Was there's yeah. a feature on it on the Haunted Mansion. And it says, uh, um, at one point, Guillermo del Toro was attached for a remake of the film, and a cartoon version was intended for the ride's 45th anniversary. Huh. But mm. so, s- speaking of sequels, there's 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 a bunch of them that are happening this year. What what do you think of Train Spotting Two? Unnecessary, but since we're not really, Danny Boyle is doing it, so I'm sure it'll probably say something. Yeah. You know, the fact that I have no expectations about it is probably a good thing. Yeah, I don't have very, I don't have high expectations for it, but I, I have a certain standard. And even just seeing a couple of the trailers so far, uh, still has that, still feels like it has the same spirit yeah. to it. I will say I am, I, I like what Danny Boyle does now, and I don't really. I was in jonesing for him to do another Ewan McGregor movie. Oh, sure. But, you know, it might be well, good. Well, it, it looks like he's allowing himself to have more fun with it this time around, too. Yeah. Uh, do a little more um, stuff with the camera. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of the same thing of, like, I wish Sam Raimi would go back to the way that he used to make movies. So it's nice to see, like, Danny Boyle can still do, you know, his earlier style and uh his signature styles yeah as opposed to just you know ironing everything out and going well here's another movie yeah now there's there's a i don't think that's ever gonna happen i as much hope as i have i mean even what dragged me to hell i just knew which like i said was not a bad movie i know we brought it up before for it no 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 not a bad like the story and stuff and i mean obviously like it's funny just thinking back i was like man they nailed the fucking gypsy on that one like that was actually something people were scared of for a Mm -hmm. a long time but i said it it goes back to that pg-13 r you don't have to have an r rating to make a good horror movie it's not necessary you can make a truly unnerving film um pg technically if you want pg 13 but i think that people like sam raimi even with the slapstick elements and some of his trademarks the the shemps and fake shemps and all that kind of stuff i just feel like he's just lost it like you know and it's that wizard of oz movie was so fucking bad and I mean, I just, he doesn't know what he wants to be anymore it's right. not his identity that i don't want him to be who he was I just want him to be who I think he really is. And I think writing with his brothers and all that, I think, is what made him him a lot more um, 
I don't know, adventurous. I yeah, uh, I think part of the I, I I had heard about all the behind the scenes turmoil with Asher's Evil Dead, like because I guess they fired the series showrunner during the production of the season finale. So like the second part of it is totally different from what he wanted to do because um Robert Tappert didn't really like the decisions the guy was making. Hmm. And I guess Sam Raimi had been siding with the showrunner for a while and then finally he's like, I'm just going to go with Robert because it's not worth the hassle of arguing about this anymore. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of that kind of pissed me sarcasm. off. That kind of pissed me off because uh, he did an interview later where he said some of the things that he meant to do in the finale were like, you know, was, uh, you know how they kind of changed the dynamic between uh, Ash and Kelly in the second season wasn't really hitting on her that much anymore. Right. Was one of the things was right before, you know, there's a lot of time travel was like he was going to hook up with a girl who looked like Kelly while they were in the past. And it was going to turn out that he fucked the timeline and Kelly was his daughter. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, that would have been like fucking perfect. You know, and they were going to set her up as kind of like the heir to the franchise. And I guess Robert Tappert was like, I don't like that idea. It's it's Bruce forever. You know, and I'm like. To Futurami. Eh. I guess. <laughs> I'm all see. Here's the thing. I'm all for change. That's why I like Asher's is Evil Dead. It's like you yeah. know, it's it's change as it's going on, and it makes sense. And it's like, but I don't like the idea of it always having to be Ash forever. You know? Sure. It's, yeah. But that, I think we it, talked about that too, or like yeah. right before it came out. Yeah, I think it's necessary, and I think. Bruce Campbell is actually probably one of the biggest advocates. He's going to be Ash forever, mm-hmm. but Evil Dead could be anyone or anything fighting. Yeah. You know, it, he, everyone can be that that anti-hero, um, and, and, it, and that's a good part yeah, to the show. Yeah, and it shouldn't be precious because, you know, uh, if you follow the continuity, uh, the official continuity, I guess now, right? It's Evil Dead 2, then Asher's is Evil Dead, and Army of Darkness didn't happen. And I, I can't, you know, I'm like, no, I, I, I love Army of Darkness. It happened. Clearly, it's not just not part of this continuity. But when they introduce time travel, I'm like, oh, no, now it can be anything. So let let that happen. Just say it's an alternate timeline. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just at a point where, I mean, there are any time with continuity, retconning stuff, and people are just so worried. You know, it's like, I, you know, I'm certainly not the expert. I was like, but come on, man, you guys are obviously not comic writers, you know? Because yeah. there's no way you couldn't have gotten this shit. That, or writing, I've always heard that some people said that the one you really got to write for, and especially in television, is Star Trek, because the writers have to be so knowledgeable yeah. about the material to get it right. Um, not just like, I mean, obviously like techno babble and stuff like that, making it up, but it's. Uh, um, you know, all the characters and their relationships and obviously the timeline. But for me, Evil Dead could literally be anything. Yes, I love Ash. I love a lot of things, but I don't think um, you can always have new ideas and new things. And even with the remake, reboot, whatever way you want to look at it, I was like, yeah, this works. I'm, yeah. I'm with it. I-, I enjoyed it. I mean, I loved it mostly for the gore. But I go, Evil Dead, the original, is not exactly a, uh, a well-written film. It's no. just set pieces it's it's very italian horror which italian horror films are not i've never seen an italian horror film the only exception i might make to this is maybe like suspiria or something where and even that's really on thin ice which also has a remake coming out out, this year yeah 
which I was going to, yeah, segue into. But yeah. it's like that any of these have like great stories. You're there for the gore and for the set pieces, the cinematography, the score itself, you know, and that's part of what makes them. They're fever dreams more than yeah. their films. And, you know, with these, you can have the Evil Dead can be this truly like vicious, brutal uh, film or, you know, or um, universe, or it can be something more slapstick. You, you can run the gamut. You really can. And Evil Dead, the series, does the gamut better, actually, probably than the films did. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's more room. Well, maybe the more efficient way to do this is uh, we can name, the, like, the top two or three movies we're really looking forward to, and then you can just go down the list. Well, I just had to go through oh. the list because there was just – it's so yeah, many. Yeah, because otherwise there's, like, no – you know – there's like at least a couple you have to be looking forward to that aren't obvious. Well, yeah, and I've obviously I didn't mention any of the other big like tent poles. Like, yeah. you know, obviously like, I give a shit less about Transformers or whatever else is coming out. I just try to think of, I, like I said, it's peppered. A lot of the lists I've seen are a mix between, and you know, whatever your summer blockbusters, your kind of under the radar stuff, and or less known. There was a film I heard about that I honestly I've totally missed. The other one was uh, Coco. Oh, right. Which yep. looks really great. Um, speaking of the whole, you know, uh, tradition of um, the animated, the animated, uh, you know, kind of like all, the alternate. Yeah. Kind of but thing. looks really good. Like it looks a lot like Book of Life in a lot of respects. So, um, but I don't know. What do you got, Adam? Oh, I thought Ella, you mentioned mine in kind oh, of okay. like casual conversation. <laughs> well, we kind of. I mean, all... other th- I mean, what else can you say? I mean, I. I'm looking forward to Star Wars. I'm looking forward to Alien. Uh, like I said, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, Logan. Uh, there's a new Edgar Wright. I guess that's kind of my 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 weird um, you know curveball there that I'll mention. What was that one called? Baby something. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Like a bunny, Baby Driver mm. is a new Edgar Wright. Um, and the only reason why I want to see it is because it's Edgar Wright wrote it and directed it, but didn't, I didn't even know it was a thing until I think like last week, somehow it fell in my lap and I'm like, what is this? Huh. Um, and that's, you know, one of those directors that I hope doesn't start just, you know, ironing out, ironing out his work and taking like the least path of resistance because I love his camera work. You know, it's not just one long shot, you know, when he has like those real quick little visceral little things that he pops in now and again. That's more like a comic book. I mean, I love uh, uh, the Scott Pilgrim movie. I mean, past, you know, Shaun of the Dead is, you know, his uh, is his classic one. I think Hot Fuzz is his best movie, though. I it can't get really through good. it all the time. Because I really love Shaun of the Dead, and mm-hmm. I um, I love Scott Pilgrim, but Hot Fuzz is the one I end up going back to every time because I think it's just the perfect blend of everything. It's the ultimate homage. Um, it, that's truly a great m- like murder mystery. It's hilarious. It's um, nods and stuff. It's just very interesting that that's the one I end up going back to it's, almost it's every really time. It's really solid. Like. A lot of the stuff he satirizes in the world's end, he already did better in Hot Fuzz. Way better. Because the yeah. world's end, I honestly, I enjoyed when I watched it, but it's very forgettable for me. It is my, uh, it's Return of the Jedi, whereas I feel like Empire is the one that, thing, but I enjoy watching Shaun of the Dead a lot. And then post-work, like, you see, that's a good way to put it. You don't want him to Sam Raimi lose his ability, and so far he hasn't. I mean, 
what was Paul? I can't remember if Paul was just written or if he directed that one too. No, I always that forget. Didn't have, he didn't have anything to do yeah, with I mean, that. Yeah, it was just them, right? right? Yeah. Okay, I can't even remember because I don't remember that film very well. I know it was them, obviously, Nick it's, and Sean. Uh, yeah, it's Sean, not very good. Or uh, Nick and uh, Simon Pegg, but uh, right. Frost and Simon Pegg. But, um, you know, but I mean, he really hasn't done a huge amount of films. Mm-hmm. That's a good no. curveball. What about you, Victor? Any good ones? Um, let me see. I am excited about Road to Wellness just because I don't know much about it. Um, Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Lego Batman movie I'm very excited about. Um, Logan, Kong Skull Island, which look, the last trailer for it looks awesome. Cause it looks like some weird cross between like, uh, uh, I, I'd say like, um, apocalypse now and like some weird like jungle cult that worships like you know eight people like a cross between planet of the apes and like apocalypse now um ghost in the shell i i want to see that i don't know how good it's gonna be but i'm interested to see I it i think it's gonna be so much like the the movie that it's it it could be a little bit annoying in that way yeah because they almost it almost looks like they're doing it scene by scene like kind of redoing psycho it's like yeah. really why are you doing this because like ghost in the shell for me is my I favorite to anime see vincent vaughn jack yeah. off <laughs> i will say they've made some choices in this that i think are <laughs> are weird to try to make it as seen perfect like the fact that her android body has no yeah, I remember you mentioned that, no nipples. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so they want to have her pseudo-naked just to make it look more yeah. like, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. Um, you know what's weird? I've seen the trailer for this a bunch of times. It looks really stupid, but I want to see it. Uh, the Boss Baby. Oh, well, have fun. <laughs> you don't think the trailer looks funny? Oh, gosh, I don't know. There's something about it that just I it just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. It's I just, can't put Al, my finger. I, on I it. like Alec Baldwin, so I mean, it just looks funny. I'm not like. Have you been watching the match game? No, that he's been hosting. Uh, uh-uh. uh, it's actually really good. Mm. I don't have like like, like a it? television. Well, I I don't have cable. It's regular TV. What channel? It's like Wednesday nights at nine o'clock. It depends. I only get so many digital channels. It's like channel. It's like NBC or CBS. I, only get, I can't. Like the only one. The only one I get is ABC. I don't get oh Fox gosh. or anything. Jeez. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Alien Covenant. You know, I don't know if I'm really looking forward to that or not. Uh, I didn't really like Prometheus all that much. I love the Prometheus. trailer sold me on yeah. Alien Covenant. It truly was one of the one trailers I couldn't resist watching, and I'm like. This looks like everything I and I did I mean Prometheus was beautiful. Yeah. I didn't like the film a huge huge amount and stuff, but at the same time it was it was, a, it was very pretty. It was a hard film to um go into no matter which way you went into it. Yeah. You, somebody was coming out n- not happy. Yeah. But everyone came out. There's nobody who I, I know who saw that movie went in and went didn't go Holy shit! That was you know that was yeah. beautiful because it was beautiful. Um, but- you know what's disappointing is when the movie came out on on Blu-ray on on digital media, they had the scene that they they changed uh, when 
when the the one guy is morphing and his face becomes like this gelatinous like crazy thing and it's whatever whatever it it was a lot more of a gross out in Mm. the um alternative scene and then in the actual film it's just it looked like he just had sores on his face yeah they they like toned it down a lot and it and it was much more engaging and visceral the way that they originally were going to do it i thought but for whatever reason they changed it to 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 humanize him more yeah. I got what you mean. They yeah. could have gone full RoboCop <laughs> and elected not to. Yeah, that's what yeah. it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just power through this so we can get through the episode. Um, Wonder Woman, I'm excited to see. Yeah. Wonder Woman looks really good. Um, I just hope it doesn't get like uh, boring long. I just hope it doesn't become First Avenger. Yeah, it doesn't it, look it like it. It kind of has looks... a feel of that. Well, no, no, no only because Go they're going to gonna place it back in, yeah, it's you know, in World War One, which so... is a hard... I think is a harder sell, but I, I have hope for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming. You know, I don't really like Spider-Man, the character. The trailer for this movie looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it, looks like, it looks like fun. Like like Clueless meets yeah. Spider-Man. Um, War of the Planet of the Apes. I really like the last one, yeah. so I'm really I excited love to yeah. see this I can't one. wait. I can't wait. Dunkirk, the new Christopher Nolan movie. Eh. It could be good. I like I said, I'm not crazy about war movies, so I don't know. And that Valerian comes out on the exact same day, so it'll be interesting to see that. Um, I'm not even gonna say shit about the emoji movie. The fact that that exists makes me sad. It was um, it was coming once you saw the Angry, Angry Birds, Birds movie. Yeah. You knew it was gonna happen. Uh, Annabelle two comes out the week after that on August 11th, which I didn't see the first one. I don't care. If it's as good as honestly, uh, this is why I will say about Annabelle too. I liked the first film to a point, but I said if they can make it as good as they made The Conjuring two, I actually would yeah. be really interested in it. No, you'll be seeing that one. I yeah, go. I know. I'll yeah. be there for you. Um, the week after that, this movie Cadaver comes out from Sony Screen Gems, which I've heard is really good. And the week after that, the It remake comes out. Yeah, that's one of my top ones, yeah. just because. It is one of my favorite Stephen King stories, and I just—they're gonna do it in two parts. I was about to ask. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it will. This one will. You know, be I there. heard that it's gonna be one part. It was only gonna be two parts when it was the guy from True Detective. It's gonna be one big movie. Oh, the way I hear the last time I think Entertainment Weekly or something reported, it definitely is gonna be. This will be the kids' story, uh-huh. and then it'll be the adult story for part two. Mm. Now, who knows? Because. Currently, they they're not advertising as it part one. Yeah, and there's, so they haven't sh- shown any kids. Yeah, so. but the uh, I do know or it's any a, adults. A, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's a wait and see. Yeah, but the problem with it is is that that's one that would be an absolutely amazing true TV miniseries, like a ten hour. It would yeah. be like the coolest thing, and they'll never do it. But unfortunately, it be, the age of the Stephen King miniseries is over. That. But it was the great, yeah, because it was kind of that wish fulfillment when they, when Stephen King got to go back and and redo The Shining as a miniseries, which I just bought at Fy's closing sale for a whopping dollar, and I yeah, and I watch it now and again, and it's not all that great. It's his and vision. it is it is it's dated. It's, I hate it so much. It's a it's a nice companion piece to the Kubrick one. I mean, you can't I I can't you can't beat that movie with. Mm-hmm. A lot of other movies, when you put them next to each other, I mean, come on now. I mean, it's it's beautiful. But even if it didn't capture Stephen King's original 
uh, themes uh, wherever he was all pissed off about that that made for TV one is there's really no excuse for it other than Stephen King to say well this is what I this is how the story should have gone yeah uh, there's uh, two weeks after that is the Lego Ninjago movie which I don't know how that's going to do because it's not really connected to the Lego movie. Is it actually like being released in the theaters? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, I guess they're trying – maybe they'll introduce Ninjago in the uh, Batman movie. If you guys don't know Ninjago's or Lego's line of ninja figures, they're super popular. Right. Yeah. Like I see people spend ridiculous amounts of money on these things. They look cool, but I guess they think they can make a movie out of them. So who knows? Because huh. uh, they they do the, the direct yeah. too. There was they've got so many yeah brands Lego. I thought does. it would be like uh, direct a video and like they've yeah. done with Brothers the past. coming out in theaters. Huh. The week uh, week after that is a Flatliners remake. Reboot. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. Are I they going to have like the creepy rapey guy? Kiefer Sutherland's in it, so it's what? some kind of re oh, requel. I don't know. Um, October 6th, Blade Runner 2049 and Kingsman both come out. Kingsman, the golden circle, which I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like, I really liked Kingsman, but just like I really like Kick-Ass, but I didn't really need a Kick-Ass too. That's kind of how I feel about Kingsman. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I don't really need a Blade Runner sequel. I like, I liked Arrival though. I sort of like Sicario. It's the same director. Maybe it'll be good. Um, the Friday after that is Friday the 13th, uh, October 13th. So we have Friday the 13th and also the Suspiria remake both come out on the same day. Neither of which is done filming. Jeez. Um, and they're throwing in the Leatherface one too, yeah. which was supposed to be the television show about Leatherface as a kid, <sighs> and now they're going to make it Leatherface Girl Interrupted, no. where huh. they escape from a mental institution. Okay, I'm going to jump now to uh, the middle of November, November 17th, which is Thanksgiving weekend, for Justice League, which I like Batman. I'll watch it. There's still a part of me that's like, I don't think it should have come out this soon, you know? I mean, Batman This is the ultimate case of premature ejaculation. It really is, because Wonder Woman and it coming out on the same... In the same year, it's just too much. They should have waited. Well, it's weird because they were smart enough to realize Wonder Woman was like the breakout. So she, oh, they're making her kind of like the Captain America to lead into right. their Avengers. But it's kind of like, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about Justice League. The less I know, it feels better. Um, December 1st, he's out there from Screen Gems. I don't know a lot about that movie. And uh, Christmas weekend... Uh, oh, and then before that, uh, The Last Jedi comes out a right. week after that, which, again, we'll see it. We'll talk about it. We all, No one's not going to see that movie. Right. Um, and then Jumanji comes out on Christmas weekend. <sighs> Unnecessary, to say the least. But I will say the one movie on this list that I'm really interested to see it comes out next month is Get Out. Yeah, that's on my list. The horror movie from Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele that looks super weird and creepy, and I don't want to know anything more about it than the trailer I saw. The um, the original time uh, Victor and I went out to Monster Palooza, listened to the uh, Shockwaves podcast with him on it, and uh, talking about the, a little bit about it, and it's like 
it sounds really, really. Uh, the way it sounded on the podcast was like very straightforward. Yeah, like a almost lifetime early '90s thriller kind of uh-huh. movie. And then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, "This is fucking weird, man. This looks yeah, it's got like, like elements of so uh, bizarre. Uh, like Stepford Wives, yeah, or David yeah. Lynch, or, or, or uh, like Rosemary's Baby yeah. kind of vibe to it. So yeah, weird all I've heard about it from people who saw it at Sundance is that it's really good." It's got some kind of Twilight zony twist to it. Yeah. Which, that's all I kind of need to know, because I figured that's kind of where it was going anyway. Yeah, yeah. true. And then Rings comes out uh, in a couple of weeks, too, which... My it, review will be up Yeah, sometime here soon, once I see it, but... We'll uh, be giving away some... Uh, you, lucky listener, can win Rings shit from us. Rings stuff. We're giving away... Four VIP seats, a rings novelization, a T-shirt, a poster, and a flashlight. So just let us know something scares you that's coming out or that spokes you and leave it as a comment. And we're going to pick a winner uh, in the next week or so. And uh, your chances of winning are good. Just leave a comment on the on the uh, post here on our website, cofalling.co. Sweet. A flashlight? Flash and the novelization, I still think, is the most amazing thing. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's very cool. Um, and every- uh, the screening, a screening for it that, that you'd win the four VIP seats for is uh, next Thursday, February 2nd at Harkins Tempe Marketplace in Tempe. So we'll Sweet. pick a winner in the next few days. And um, I'll wrap it up on our looking forward to 2017 here with just that. Uh, Hey, that's Groundhog's Day. My main... That's uh, the second? February yeah. Second, yeah. yeah. My main, uh, except for it's going to be Samara coming out yeah. of the... Yeah. Uh, I won't be... Ground. Yeah, I won't be that screen. <laughs> this is me and Kirby double teaming our reviews. Oh. He's going to be reviewing Rings while I'm watching Road to Wellness at the All same right. time. Um, yeah, I... I uh, everything's been covered, so the only other thing I got to say is, is that my... Uh, uh, kind of like Victor said, the boss baby my one is uh just because it's probably my favorite disney movie of all time is i'm actually really excited for beauty and the beast but yeah i'm also yeah it is what it is on um, the uh there's probably another marvel movie coming out we missed yeah, but i can't remember. i'm sure there is the um on the horror tip the only two i did mention this probably on a previous podcast that i'm very excited to see i didn't get a chance to see it beyond fest was raw and the void are gonna oh, get yeah. more wide release um, I actually have some interest in the Belco experiment or whatever it's that one actually looks good to me. Um, kind of interested in the another wolf cop. I love the oh, uh, yeah. the Cobra oh, the Cobra rip poster is amazing. Uh, I already talked about Get Out and It. Um, and then the last two I'll just quick mention was um because I'm a sucker for anthologies. I'm really excited for XX. Oh yeah. Um, and then the um. I love the loved ones, so the devil's candy's really appealing to me. So I'm hoping to uh, uh, check those out here this year. So figure it out. Mm-hmm. Now, when we when we did this last year, we kind of took it in in different segments. I think there was one time where we went through the whole year and we were looking at stuff and and maybe mentioned anything. This year seems like it's really, really thick with a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Last year, were we kind of grabbing at straws, going, "Oh, here's a." Uh, you know, probably like maybe what five or six movies as opposed to like 
12, I think, 15? I, I think the difference is I think we're more aware of things that are coming out now versus last year was just kind of things that stuck out. Because hmm. I think 2016 ended up being a pretty good year for movies in general. But I like if you asked me were, at yeah, the I beginning just... of January last year movies I was looking forward to, I probably would have said – you know, a handful of, and, and probably every movie I was looking for ended up being shitty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I just, I don't remember there being like so much. I remember looking forward to Suicide Squad. I remember looking forward to Captain America and Batman. Batman. Yeah. Every one of those, I hate, I didn't really care for any of those really too much. Like I still, there's elements of the extended version of Batman or Superman I like, but I don't like Winter or uh, Civil War or Suicide Squad. Right. You know, and those were like the big, oh, we're well, it'd be interesting to see like what falls flat on its face this yeah. year. I just care. It's really weird to be talking on our 51st episode of a cinephile podcast. Yeah. But I'm actually starting to hit a point where I'm just not that interested in movies anymore. It's like, like I still love going to see films and I still find things every year I like. But like we talked about our last episode. It's it was a struggle to come up with ten movies I really enjoyed that had a sustaining, lasting effect on me. Sure, and it's um and it's like I can say oh hey this is a good throwaway movie or I had fun it was a popcorn movie or this is wow this is a movie I really enjoyed or made me think or I just really liked it but it's not because I've started disliking films I just think that's a good point to go out on is just that. There is a very large glut of films this year. Um, everything is getting more and more crammed around not just tent poles, but the fact that Victor even mentioned several where they're going to be directly competing. And I'm talking competing audiences. Like, this is the same dollar share. Yeah. I mean, it's getting really hard. You used to be able to diametrically oppose. I mean, you can sure. always throw a rom com in February or a horror movie in uh, October. But I mean, Film is just going to be, I mean, you know, I think that's what we touched on earlier about having to have TV series now is because it's just so big. Yeah, this is all like not even counting TV shows. I mean, yeah. Oh, no, we're just talking just on movies. But I mean, entertainment, we even touched on video games again on this episode and comic books, as we always do, and toys and merchandising and collectibles and mediums. We try to touch on all those different things because it's stuff and it's still important to me. It's still stuff I like. This isn't like... I the my fucking pipe bomb I quit speech or some shit yeah. like that. I just mean that I'm having an understanding more and more that film it takes more for me a, a lot of things music too. It's like the things I grew up enjoying art, uh, books, comics, and all this stuff. It, I am not as quickly swayed to anything as the way I used to be, or it definitely doesn't stick with me. Like stick to your ribs kind of food. You get old. Yeah. yeah, I'm just getting well, fucking old, I guess. Here's the thing, though. I mean, we take in so much more of this than at regular True. everyday people. I mean, I, I'm trying but failing to keep track of all the movies I'm watching this year on Letterboxd. I've already seen like more than 50 movies this year and it's not even the end of January. Yeah, you definitely Yeah, uh, and, and it's kind of, it's just like so, and then I talk to people and they're like, "Oh, well, you hate everything." I'm like, "No, dude, I just watch so much stuff that like I'll take bullets, I'll watch shit like Triple X or you know, just straight garbage movies, it, it, you know, just to say, "Look, this doesn't work," you know? I like and I've sat through movies where I've watched the whole movie, I'm like, how can anyone like this and everyone is clapping? Like, 
see Patriot's Day for that example. Straight piece of garbage movie that everyone liked but won't remember in four months, you know? And that's the thing. It's good to have a lot of choices, you know? But at the same time, there needs to be sort of a... It's good to have criticism and, like, critical thought and us talking about this just so people understand, like, you don't have to see garbage. There's so much more out there. Most of the movies we ended up liking in 2016 were movies that were not really, like, on our, you know, radar, you know? Stuff like, I wasn't expecting, like, to like Swiss Army Man or Hunt for the Wilder People or... I mean, I knew I would like The Witch, but I didn't know I'd end up liking it that much. And Green Room was something that I was like, what is that? Patrick Stewart in a So punk basically, rock movie? The, the lesson here is A24 is fucking killing it. Yeah. And, pr- and I don't think, I, yeah, and I can't even think of, you know, I don't think my list had a ton of A24 stuff on it. You know, as their slate gets more obvious, I'm sure, like, I'm just keeping my I actually eye don't open. know what they're releasing this year. Yeah. Do they even have any, like, I mean, I know they're buying films up. I mean, I, yeah, that's the thing. Sundance just happened. A sure. lot. A lot of movies that played there we're gonna see released like yeah. you know well, yeah no i well i got i, I kind of got like a half report from uh craig at alamo that said that tim league um did oh, yeah, like the, kind of like a report on the the new movies he saw all the trailers and was doing kind of a little wrap-up something that he's gonna share with everybody so yeah because uh what should we call it uh draft house films ended up folding and uh the people who started, who did Radius with uh, Weinstein, they partnered with him to form a new company called Neon. Right. That uh, is pretty interesting. And they bought some um, interesting movies at Sundance. One was, uh, I forget the title of it exactly, but it has the Aubrey Plaza in it. And it, Oh, yeah, right, right, right. And but I, I can't remember the title. But it looked really interesting from the description. Right. You know, it's like, uh, you know, this girl who, it sounded like a, like a, girl culture version of the fan or this girl from like the midwest like road trips to la to find this celebrity she's obsessed with on instagram it it sounded really interesting from the write-up you know but yeah there's a lot of cool movies like get out play it was secret secret screening at sundance and it's like sitting on the tip of the movie (laughs) but uh and then xx got you know fairly decent reviews you know, it's a it's an interesting year, so we'll see what comes out of it. Yep. Sounds good. All right. So this was a long one, but we hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, you can always find out what we're doing on on all our social channels. At Cult Classics AZ is us on pretty much everything. Find our reviews and our thoughts at cultfalling.co. Enter our contest, and you can win tickets to rings. And talk to us at our upcoming events, February 11th for Princess Bride, February 18th for Moulin Rouge. And until next time, I'm Victor Marino along with Kirby Nelson. Natan Rukowski. Meow. Until next time, get yowzy.